RV Vady. Whew. Yes. Feels good, man. Feels good, man. Feels good, man. Hey. You want to hit the RV on? Yeah. Hello. <laughs> oh, hello. Yeah. <laughs> We're professional. We have returned from the void. Um, Very professional, as you can tell from just like at least six months of radio silence. Mm-hmm. Do we still know how to do this show? <sighs> probably not. Yeah, probably not. We got to yeah. like work out a bit. Yeah. Got to get back in fighting form. Yeah, do... we shouldn't have just jumped right back into it. We should have just like done 10 minutes of an episode at a time. <laughs> <laughs> right, like sets. No, I, I think we we got these. Hmm, this is Goose Chase. This is Goose Chase. We are your hosts. We are? <laughs> mm. Well, we haven't been <laughs> lately. No. Podcasting um, is coming back for us this year, though. Yeah, we're, I got a feeling. We're, we're gonna try. We're gonna we're gonna do it. We're gonna get the dude cast going again. Chris and I yeah. are thinking about starting a show. Want to say the name? Yeah, it's it's called Tube Boobs. <laughs> it's about TV, the boob tube. But we're the tube boobs. We're just a couple of boobs. Yeah, I like. We are your boobs, Chris and Dave. Doesn't that sound good? <laughs> Yes, uh, weirdly, that's what I've named my boobs as well. Ooh. One's Chris and one's Dave. I like being, I like one of them being named after me, but I do not like the other one being <laughs> named after Chris. Well, my name is Chrissy. It could be just, I could have named after myself. Okay. I, I'm i happy to be in the running. I'm happy to be, I'm happy to be half of the boobs. <laughs> the Dave Drakowski story. <laughs> Uh, so, so what have we been doing for six months good fucking luck struggling yeah actually um, i mean like joking aside it has been hard to want to do anything yeah just getting out of the habit of doing things and out of the pattern and then it's hard to get back into it mm-hmm. research is just like hard for me to do even yeah. when i like it so well this one in particular tough. was hard too right? well this isn't even the original one that caused the delay um. i switched gears um i still have to do that one but oh, okay i have a couple ideas <laughs> for some for me to do so we're kind of building out the pipeline yeah of episodes lines of pipe <sighs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> Let's wrap it up. It, That's an episode. Woo! It's all uh, we got in her. I'm just trying to suck down caffeine. Remember how we do this thing. Mm, I don't know if we ever knew how we did this thing. I don't either. Um. Let's see what happened. So, Seriously, what happened in the last six months? <clears throat> I don't even know. I don't even know. I recently had COVID. <laughs> yeah. This last week was bad. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh what what? Right after Christmas. The holidays happened and then I was going to go back to work mm-hmm. and realized I didn't feel great and decided to take a, an at-home test and it came back positive. Mhm. So then I took a PCR test on Tuesday which still hasn't come back with results. And uh, I go back to work Monday. Right. According to the new CDC guidelines, Mm. it's fine to go back to work. It would be about like 10 days from the day I first had symptoms. Yeah, right. So even by the old guidelines. And I'm not, I don't feel sick anymore. I don't have any symptoms anymore. And I never really felt like I developed COVID symptoms this whole week. 
Well, it's possible you didn't have it, but it's also possible that you did and were asymptomatic, but... Yeah, or lightly symptomatic. Like, yeah. I don't know whether to count, like, a cough or a sneeze if I always have a smoker cough, you know? Right. Like, I don't I don't know how to to tell if I feel any well, different. Well, that, that was part of the reason it, like, it took me as long as it did to realize I was actually sick was because it was, like, cold symptoms. Yeah. Like, a scratchy throat on and off would have, like, a little headache, but not even, like, a major one. And then... yeah. A, a cough and I was sinusy and like congested and stuff. Mm-hmm. All that's like congestion is normal for me. I'm constantly congested. Yeah. So it's hard to know when everything's a symptom. It's like hard to tell <laughs> yeah. if you're any different or not. But yeah. So here we are. I feel better. I'm good. I did not die. That's true. And now we're doing goose chase. So mm. it's all <laughs> coming up. Chrissy. Let's see. In the last six months, we cut a hole in the house. We did do that. We, uh, well, you did that. You know, that was fun. Cutting a hole in the house. Um, the, let's specify to replace a window with a door. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> no, the fun we just par- don't have a hole in our house. The for fun no part, reason. though, is definitely taking a sawzall to your home from the inside. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fun and exciting. Um, the reason for that is so we could have. A way to sequester the dogs to the upstairs part of the house. Mm-hmm. The the way the house was structured, it just wasn't possible before because they would need to go outside and their access point to outside was the same as to downstairs. Mm-hmm. And Leroy is a menace. Yeah. So we need to keep him somewhat separate from people. So so we're working on things around the house and uh, that's honestly, I wish I had like more to say, but it's just been, it's been a dry kind of just waiting for this whole thing to blow over kind of yeah, six months to two years. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, I, under my intro notes, I have one sentence written and it's just, sorry for who I am as a person. <laughs> Which like, is really what led to this break. I'd like to offer the same apology. Yeah, so sorry for who we are, but hopefully, I mean, you like that about us. <laughs> not the us not doing an episode for months, but generally who we are as mm-hmm. people. So, so well, thanks for listening. Seems like there's little reason to ruminate on mm-hmm. uh, the last six months. And instead, why don't we just... Pick this thing back up the way we always do by playing a game. Oh, I, you know, I love a game. Mm-hmm. And we haven't played a game in a long time. No, because we've been in this six months uh, void and there's no games in the void. But no I, games in the void. But I got something. All right. I got something I think might be fun. Something, you know, actually yeah, it does feel of, new now. <laughs> what kind of game do you want to play? I was thinking we might Hide play. And seek? I was thinking we might play with trees and feet. <laughs> oh, you're stumbling on the oh, intro. No, this is bad. I forget <laughs> right. how to do it. All right, let's play trees and feet. You mean to tell me why you wouldn't happen to me? It's time for trees and feet. Time to play trees and feet. Everyone's playing. Everyone's playing. Famous game. Famous game. The game that's taking the internet by storm. Time for 
A Merv Griffin production. <sighs> Here we go. All right, tell me how to play. What's something? <clears throat> tell me all about. I, I've never done it. I like, feel like I have to stretch. <laughs> yeah, you should. You should stretch. Ooh, That's right. just dabbing. <clears throat> You're right. That wasn't much of a stretch, was it? <laughs> you were just dabbing on me. Is this better? That's yeah. It's natural known stretch. I don't know. It's, I'm sure some people do. You Let's should play. hold those poses for at least ten <laughs> seconds. I don't think so. <laughs> Let's play Trues and News. All right. What's Trues and News? Trues and News is whoa. <laughs> <laughs> you turned into the Swedish chef. Trues and News. You take it to quiz, make the words into bird. Uh, Trues and News is a game, an internet game, a classic game, a game that everyone loves, a game that everyone has been missing for six months, in which I present to you three stories. Two of these stories are false stories or news. One of these stories is a true story or trues. You have to determine which of these stories is the news and which of these stories is the truth. Nice. I'm just vibing out to you telling us about Trues and News. All right. I am ready. I actually took a page out of your book. What's that? Uh, I did this Trues and News more like you do your Trues and News. <laughs> Actual headlines? Uh, you know, the way we were supposed sort of. to do it, and then you just, like, didn't and didn't tell me that you played differently Shut from up. me for years? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> no, I, well, yeah, kind of. I mean, it's basically, I tried to do it more like you would do it. You'll, you could tell me whether I did or not. <clears throat> okay. All right. Story number one, the taste you can see. Mom finds $120,000 of crystal meth in kids' <laughs> breakfast cereal box. All right. Number two, money down the drain. Man admits to years of flushing non-flushable wipes in a settlement with the municipal sewage department and agrees to $58,000 fine. Hmm. Number three, Nintendo After Dark. Internet sleuths digging in Mario 64 source code discover alternate Mario model with realistic penis physics. Uh. <laughs> Is that more like you? Does this sound more like you? Yeah, yeah, I could see it. It's a blend. It's a hybrid. Yeah. All right. There's like a headline and then there's a story. I like, I like this, this hybrid model. It's yeah. one step closer to you actually playing it the right way. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you? <clears throat> All right. Can you, wanna, you recap you want those? again? All Let's right. Please. Number one, the taste you can see. Mom finds $120,000 of crystal meth in kids' breakfast cereal box. Number two, money down the drain. Man admits to years of flushing non-flushable wipes in settlement with municipal sewage department. Agrees to $58,000 fine. Number three, Nintendo After Dark. Internet sleuths digging in Mario 64 source code discover alternate Mario model with realistic penis physics. Mario's All penis right. in the ocean just kind of <laughs> jiggling around with the jellyfish. My do, favorite do, 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 is do, do. the game where Mario <laughs> wears sweatpants. <laughs> but like... Baggy enough that usually you don't see his gray penis. sweatpants. But, so yeah. you have to just tell a woman <laughs> gray sweatpants and she knows. Oh, okay. You're giving me a look <laughs> like you question, but ask any of our female friends. What are you talking about? If you say 
gray sweatpants on a man. They'll be like, yeah. Yeah, what? It's just dick for days. Re- what? There's nothing holding that dick back <laughs> in sweatpants. Hold on. Is this a thing I don't know about? Women are talking <laughs> about gray sweatpants? Yes. What? Anytime dudes be out here walking around in just like sweatpants. I think the gray ones are most popular, but just like sweatpants. What? <laughs> I don't Do know you, how you don't know about that. I just got some am secret I, girl knowledge. Am I giving the secret girl knowledge away? I think you do just boys did. really not know? Pretend you didn't hear this, men. I mean, it checks out, but I just didn't know. I mean, I could see it in my head very, very vividly. <laughs> but I just hadn't thought about it. Yep. Well, there you go. Let me give my oh, recap. All right, all right, all right. Stop talking about dip, dip, <laughs> dip. <laughs> Number one, that's a spicy cornflake. <laughs> nice. Number two, we don't need another poopberg. Uh, uh, fatberg. Fatberg. That's what it was. The pooper. I like it too. <laughs> <laughs> Number three, I'm sexio. Yeah. <laughs> it's a me. It's a me. Sexio. Oh okay. yeah, I kind of butchered that. But right. anyway, <sighs> obviously, still getting into the swing of it here. Um, I'm gonna say that number two is the truth. Washable white man with the fatberg. Yeah. Nope. You want a second guess? <sighs> no. Because <laughs> I don't want it to be number three. And number one just doesn't seem believable. Okay. So I just don't know. So right. tell me. I will tell you. The true answer is crystal meth cereal. It actually happened. Okay. Here's a thing. Here's In London, thing. I think. Tell I have... me Tell me how that worked. Because right. you don't just, this isn't like the Halloween myth. People aren't just giving away their drugs. No. So I need to know how this I happened. don't know how it actually happened. But uh, yeah, but it was reported on in uh, several British outlets. I mean, was it that kid's meth? <laughs> no, it's the thing is, this woman claims to have opened the cereal box, started pouring cereal, and then there's like a baggie inside the cereal. And she does, she's like can't pour the cereal out. So she goes in and pulls it out. And there's a photo of it of just a big bag of meth, just shards of meth. And what I think probably happened was it was meant to be smuggled and someone <laughs> screwed up. Grab the wrong yeah, like box of cereal. Which you would think would be a mistake you would not make. Right. Like, I know which bag of cereal has the meth in it. I'm extremely aware of which one of these, but apparently not. But sometimes like a shell game thing happens and you're mm-hmm. supposed to be paying attention to which box of cereal is the meth cereal and you lose track of it. Right. You know, the drug smugglers are fucking around and they're like, oh, let's see if we could follow the meth cereal. And then they whoops and ship it to a little family. Jimmy. Yeah. So that's apparently a real story. I saw I found it reported in multiple news outlets that does not necessarily. You know, I always wonder with some of these things like. That really, you know, that's pretty wild. Like, isn't this just like the lady's excuse, right? For like, she hid her meth in that cereal, and someone caught her out, and which she's is like, which is totally possible. Yeah, but well, I, it doesn't seem like that is the case necessarily here. But that anytime I hear about something like this, I'm like, mm, I don't know about that Dutch. Yeah, I don't know about this Dutch. <clears throat> yeah, it seems like uh, probably 
you know, at, at the very least, it's like a reported story, you know, like it's it was in a lot of outlets and um, she she called the police on herself. So it's probably yeah. not her meth, but something happened. Something has happened. Something has happened. Oh my God, how old is that now? I know. How many, how many years has it been since the S Town podcast? I know. Uh, but something has happened. Um, anyway, that's it. That's Truesinf News. <clears throat> this has been Truesinf News. I, I think that the jiggle pe- penis physics is really just kind of. A fantasy? Chef's kiss. (laughs) Your personal fantasy? The idea of Mario's jiggly dick? (laughs) It just sounds just plausible enough that, like, some bored Nintendo developer was, like, in my build of this new game we're working on. I mean, it's, like, pixelated. There's not much penis to play with there. So to speak. (laughs) So to speak. But, you know, you could see it jiggling around in them. Blue overalls. <laughs> Aren't Mario's red? No, he wears blue overalls. He wears a red hat. Mm. And a red shirt. Right? I don't know. I have horrible memory. Yeah. Mario has blue overalls. Okay. So does Luigi. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's Trues and News. Um, I, we're, I feel like we're moving through this episode really fast. It's okay. But it's time for a little break, break. It'll be time for a break when we come back. A long-awaited. It'll be t- we're gonna go and then <laughs> we'll be back we'll in six months. Come back and then it'll be time for a break. Right. So we'll take a break when we come back. What? <laughs> Just the way you said it <laughs> sounded funny. Uh, let's take a break. We'll be back in a minute with a long-awaited new episode of Goose Chase. Stick around. Yeah. Headphones. Oh no. Uh, uh, it, oh no. Oh, there we are. And you I'm got back. it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> you just got to jiggle it. Yeah. That's what she said. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, so, are you ready? I am ready. Today. I have no idea what you have planned. I have told you. <laughs> well, I've told. Well, I've I've hinted. You mentioned a name a long while back, and I can't yes. remember who it was. By hinted, I mean I literally told you who it was about. Right. Um, but I didn't know who it was, and I didn't yeah. Google it. <clears throat> I'm surprised you didn't know who it was. You may yet when you start to hear the story. But with right. no further ado, ado, we're discussing a man named Wayne Simmons. Right. And if you recognize the name. It's most likely because he was a guest commentator, unpaid, for Fox News for many years, beginning around 2001. Mm. That is, until he became the news story. I remember the name. I just could not place it. So, who is Wayne Simmons? That's a great question with a complicated answer, which is how all of this started. Nice. But first, we have to talk about who Wayne Simmons says he is. So, this is Wayne Simmons according to Wayne Simmons. He was a CIA agent for 27 years, which is 
what eventually leads to him being a Fox News correspondent okay. or a commentator, rather. Um, <clears throat> what a wonderful, en- unverifiable title. <laughs> <laughs> he enlisted in the Navy in 1973. Oh, my throat made a real strange noise. <laughs> made a bubbly noise. Mm, strange. Uh, he received a medical discharge. According to him, he was recruited by the CIA from, like, straight out of boot camp because of his great performance okay. and above average IQ. Mm-hmm. And the discharge was to explain his absence and cover up his CIA involvement. And from there, he trained in Alaska, not the farm like most CIA agents. Like their their training is usually at the farm. The farm? Yeah. Um, I'm assuming that means just kind of their, their... I don't know exactly where that is, but I'm assuming it's like Quantico is Virginia's headquarters. I'm assuming it's like a headquarter or just like... Where they go for training. Okay. But they refer to it as the farm. But he didn't do that. He went to Alaska and he worked on the pipeline as cover, but he was actually training for the CIA. Okay. He claims he was deep, deep cover. Like sure. special ops shit that other people don't know about, even in the CIA. Okay. Convenient, right? Yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> A quote from him, he spearheaded deep cover intel ops against some of the world's most dangerous drug cartels and armed smugglers. Um, I do want to real quick say most of this information, a couple bits and pieces are from Wikipedia just to like get some details. Mm-hmm. Um, but mostly from a New York Times article called The Plot to Take Down a Fox News Analyst and Ooh. another article in um, The Rolling Stone that is called sorry i gotta go back to it here uh the rise and fall of a fox news fraud Mm. um and a podcast so those were both written in 2016 i believe the new york times article is written by the person who did the podcast that was more recently released okay the name of the podcast is imposters it's a multi-season podcast but the first season is the spy and a cool thing they do on this podcast is it's multi-seasonal, but the person who hosts it is the journalist who oh. broke the case or did investigation or okay. whatever. So that's cool. That means they, they regularly are hosted by someone who's a real expert. Yeah. So the first one is about Wayne Simmons. And Alex French, I believe is his name, is the journalist who finally really got the details on this sure and so the podcast happened a little later because there were there was information that couldn't be released yet because things were ongoing Uh uh-huh and so eventually he had access to more information than he originally did when he wrote the article oh okay um so i just wanted to give credit where credit's due because that's where most of the information is from Mm -hmm. so 2001 Wayne meets Mike Collins, who's a public relations executive who was a former press secretary for the Republican National Committee. Mm-hmm. Simmons tells him about his experience in the CIA, and by all accounts, Wayne Simmons is, he has gravitas. Like, that's the word people use for him. Okay. He looks the part, you know, short hair. He is an older guy, uh-huh. you know, even at even in 2001, you know, he seems the right age. He's a white dude. 
He speaks confidently. He's charming and charismatic. If you get him mad, he could be a bit blustering. Mm-hmm. But the kind of guy who would like shout you down, right? If you try to tell him he's wrong, like you he know, feels like a CIA guy. <laughs> he feels like <laughs> kind of person who would do the things that he says he did, right? So he shares his experience in the CIA with Mike Collins, and Collins asks him if he wants to go on TV. So Simmons pays Collins for three days of media training and becomes a regular guest commentator. Obviously, he starts out on going on a, a couple shows here and there, but eventually becomes a regular commentator. Um, he has a quote from one of the articles, cartoonishly belligerent opinions. <laughs> and right. here's a couple examples. At one point, he urged lawmakers to consider a moratorium on the construction of mosques in the United States. Oh, okay. So you said 2001, and I wondered mm-hmm. if it was this was after 9-11? This is very much after 9-11, Bush administration, beginning of the Tea Party, um, and very much anti-Muslim, anti Anyone of color. Yeah. 2001, <laughs> right after 9-11, like, yeah. lots of people who even aren't that racist were very racist. <laughs> like, like it was it was a it was a gnarly time. It's not giving that an excuse, but just people right. were all freaking out. Um, yeah. And I don't take this lightly. I'm just sharing with you the, the kinds of ideas this man had yeah. that were celebrated by Fox News and willingly put on the air. Yeah. Um, So another is after the Times exposed the Bush administration's covert terrorist finance tracking program in 2006, he suggested the paper's sources ought to be imprisoned and maybe even face a firing squad. Wow. So that kind of guy. (laughs) Right. In 2005, uh, he was invited to join the Defense Department's Retired Military Analyst Program. It was later shut down because propaganda? Yeah. The government can't just have people who are regularly going on the media in their back pocket. Yeah, right. They referred to them as their message force multipliers. <sighs> Yikes. Um, So this program was started in 2002. Wayne didn't get invited to it till 2005. Um, This is around when the Bush administration was pushing for an invasion into Iraq. Mm -hmm. They wanted as many people on their side as possible. So they recruited (laughs) retired military officers with high-profile jobs and representation in the media. Mm. One of the things that this group did was they took a trip to Guantanamo Bay, which Wayne Simmons joined them on and was very proud of the fact that he got to go basically tour Guantanamo Bay. Oh, um, my God. This is I'm sure this is about to become so much more alarming when we know the true story of this guy that they just like took him on tours, mm-hmm. let him into like very secret facilities. Mm-hmm. Like who? Uh, whatever. I'm going to let you mm-hmm. explain this, but who didn't do their homework to the make this happen? The answer to that is lots of people. <laughs> lots of people. Yeah. And I honestly don't go, I'll, I'll follow back up on that later. I, I don't hit the details on it too hard, but lots of people don't do due diligence. Right. And it seems a regular occurrence. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so it's really upsetting. This guy was invited to be in a group of people that got to go to Guantanamo Bay. Which is like, without a doubt, one of our highest security. go to the Pentagon. They got basically information about what's going on. And this is this is the message that we want to send. And no one checked his credentials. I have lots of questions brewing, but <clears throat> yes. He also, just says a note, in 2010 wrote The Natan's Directive, a Jake Conlon thriller. <laughs> the, the, he co wrote it, I should say. He had help. But um, it has. Is this I his, think, like, Jack Ryan? Yeah, like, it has, like, three and a half stars out of five on Goodreads, which is honestly not as bad as it could maybe be. Maybe not a bad read. Um, and when it came out, all the reviews are, like, Guys that would read a novel about this, I think, yeah. because the reviews are fairly favorable. Sure. Um, and the just a synopsis. A former operative in the CIA's most clandestine division is pulled back in to help prevent Armageddon in the Middle East. Oh, my God. An unexpected phone call from the Pentagon propels super patriot Jake Conlon. Super patriot. Ba ba ba. Like, it, there was more to it, but it got cut off. But, yeah. <clears throat> super patriot super patriot so if you want you, think you love an america idea do you of, super love america do you super love it um <laughs> i think it'd be better to call it super nationalist mm -hmm. than super patriot but okay sure um but if you want an idea of how wayne views himself that's basically it sure so real quickly we'll touch on the fact that Fox News clearly never vetted him to see if he was actually in the CIA. Yeah. And granted, the CIA keeps their lips fucking shut. If you're a Fox producer <clears throat> and you try to verify someone is an agent, they probably have a policy of just we don't right. we don't talk unless there's a really good reason. Because otherwise, they'd have to have a, a like a clear yes or no on people that yeah. are operatives, right? Mm -hmm. So probably the policy is just Here's we don't thing. talk about this. There are red flags with Wayne Simmons. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, he has a criminal record. And according to him, Ooh. a lot of that was because he was in the CIA. Stuff he had to it do. It was him undercover. Mm -hmm. And they couldn't, you know, they had to let him play the part and get in trouble for things. Yeah, I was undercover when I got that drunk driving <laughs> arrest. <laughs> You're not fucking wrong, dude. I'm sure of it. <laughs> he has several DUIs. Yeah, I'm sure of it. Among other things, which I will get to later. <laughs> um, but it. So there, that's one. Fox didn't really check credentials. That should have been. A didn't big red really line. do a background check. Um, when he gets invited to this program, the Defense Department's retired military analyst program. They don't really check there because by then he's been on Fox News for years. Right. He's established credibility. Yeah. He also has powerful, influential, right wing friends. Yeah. The kind and, of people willing to groom him for media and like and the kind have of him on people all the time. who are willing to have him around and listen to his advice. I mean, by all accounts, this dude played a role in like the the shit that happened after Benghazi of like yeah it, you know he played a role in that well being a media personality <laughs> and especially like having a false backstory 
Yeah. It does lend you some ability to help shape current yes, events. It people did. listen to the people on that fucking network for some reason. Well, just imagine. We all know people who watch Fox News, and yeah. a lot of people watch Fox News as their primary news source. And sure. we know that's problematic. Mm-hmm. But there are people who take everything on a news program mm-hmm. as truth. Yeah. Including the after the news opinion segments. Or that people the, are just during, not... during the news opinion segments of like <laughs> they cut to someone and they're like, well, as a former CIA <sighs> operative, how do you feel about this? Yeah. And then there's Wayne Simmons yeah. telling you how he feels about it from right. his 27 years CIA experience. Oh, yikes. And again, he plays the part. Right. He's he believable. He seems credible, at least for two minute blurbs at a time. There are the the Alex French and other people who have talked to him at length have said he doesn't hold water if you spend more than a few minutes talking to him. Right. But if you see him on TV for a couple of minutes at a time, believable. You know how fucking scary it is that just yes. anyone, yes. just anyone can lie and then suddenly <clears throat> be put on the box that's everywhere telling you what to think. Over and over and over again. He gets away with shit. People don't do their due diligence. Yeah. This is our fucking government. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, the thing is it becomes our government. Yeah. Like going from media opinion to the ear of some lawmaker, bullshit becomes reality. It, it, even closer than that, he was asked by right. Bush's administration. Yeah, to be part of the. the <laughs> to be a mouthpiece, basically. Yeah, to be a propaganda machine. So. Let's get to the downfall. Jesus, please. <laughs> in 2010, uh, Department of Defense contractor Kerry Patton invited his friend Kent Clisby to meet his friend and mentor Wayne Simmons for lunch. Um, Imagine that guy's your mentor. Mm-hmm. So Kent went and immediately felt like Wayne was a fraud. Mm-hmm. See, Clint, Clint, Kent Clisby... Kent, Clint Kensby. It's <laughs> a hard name to say. Kent is an actual former CIA agent. It's like John Ronson, isn't it? It's like it is. It's really hard. Um, he felt that Simmons didn't do the typical CIA butt sniffing that most do. Like, if you're in the CIA and oh, yeah, someone yeah, yeah. introduces themselves to CIA, there's a certain thing you do to kind of vet each other. You. Talk about your training at the farm. Where did you serve? Who was your chief? What were your ops? Do you yeah. know this person? I know this person who served where you did, blah, blah, blah. The little kind of things that establish credibility between people with a shared experience. Yeah, Wayne didn't do that. Mm. He immediately kind of clapped Kent on the back and was like, oh, we know it's a, we're the same kind of thing. But didn't, he launched into stories, but he didn't do that, that typical thing. That is suspicious. Thing. So, and, and. Kent likes to sell himself as a you know human lie detector kind of thing, mm-hmm. but it, it basically at the very least there is a formula yeah. that you do when you've been in the CIA or another group do. that you all kind of do, and he didn't do it. Yeah, Kent also felt that the stories of Wayne's CIA days weren't realistic or reminiscent of what it was like for him to be in the CIA. Uh-huh. So. That just didn't... You don't have to be a human lie detector to spot, like... Mega bullshit. Yeah, like, obvious lies in someone that ought to have at least a little bit of of re- realism behind what they're telling you. 
Right. And also another thing that like someone else who was former CIA brought up as well. Yeah. Or maybe like a lawyer that Alex French talked to was like, you know, even when they're retired, there's a certain amount of like, you keep your mouth shut. Uh Uh-huh. You like. Oh, no, my mouth made a weird noise. (laughs) I heard it. You don't. You don't just like tell all you like, yes, I was in the CIA. Mm-hmm. Like maybe you can confirm that at that point. But you most people don't give details like they they don't just go around telling big stories. It's, like, it's the nature of the work and it's the nature of like what they kind of condition those guys to be like. Right. The, right. The, like the men and women that serve in the CIA. I'm sure that well, like the, the CIA is built around secrecy. Sure. <laughs> It's important, even when you're not in it anymore, the things you've done may have had a lasting impact, and, like, yeah. you probably should keep your fucking trap shut. Any former not CIA that, person running their mouth yeah. is suspicious. <clears throat> not that I like that. I'm just saying, typically, the way the CIA runs, yeah. what we know of it, it's weird for a dude to just come in and be like, oh, yeah, we're CIA, we know, and start telling you these big stories, and you're like, I really what? like the description of CIA butt sniffing. Yeah, <laughs> that's like, that's Kent's term. That does feel like what it, it's like dog like, and it's like, yeah. all right, let's get to know each other a little bit. Well, you're like you're vetting each other. Yeah. You're 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 sniffing one... each other's assholes in the name of patriotism. Yes, exactly, America. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I want to note that Kent. He has also written several books and oh, has also been awesome. a commentator. He was not as popular or as in demand. Hmm. So it's, you know, imagine coming face to face with someone you're pretty sure is a fraud who's more successfully doing right. what you've been trying to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so that lit a fire under Kent, who started to dig in and search for the truth about Wayne Simmons, starting on his own years long investigation. Reaches out to his former boss at the CIA. They use the pseudonym Mr. Sharp. Um, he served as a chief on in several lo- uh, chief of station in several locations. Okay. He saw Wayne on Fox News. He didn't recognize him. It's a big organization. You might not know everybody. Right. Um, he says Wayne's name never came across his desk. Mm-hmm. Um, but he also says Wayne isn't the kind of person the CIA recruits. He doesn't have any language skills he only speaks one language mm-hmm. he's not highly educated he doesn't have a foreign affairs background right like he's not the kind of person that the cia is usually interested in yeah and maybe about the only thing going <laughs> for him to keep him sustained is this lie uh, it sounds like a lie that he was deep deep cover like that's yeah. the only thing that well, sustains and him yeah and that's wayne's thing is like well no i wasn't the typical because they wanted a different kind of guy for this sort of deep work you know (laughs) right which is like kind of a convenient lie it's like of course you can't verify me i was i was in deep buddy no one knows about me and he said that kind of shit to the interviewer i highly suggest the podcast yeah because you can hear wayne simmons talk for himself i would love to hear him bullshit his way through this yeah and you at one point you hear him almost yell no one knows about me, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of thing. And it's like, oh, geez. Oh, boy. And I I do think Alex French did a very good job throughout all this. And mm-hmm. he even admits to, like, 
when he was around Wayne getting caught up in it and being like, no, this, yeah, this guy is telling the truth. And then walking away and like the veil falls away and are like, but that doesn't make sense. (laughs) Right. But in the moment, someone can sell you a bill of goods. So, um, yeah, Mr. Sharp, who is Kent Quisby's former boss, is now fully on board. He's like, no, this guy's bullshit too. Mm -hmm. We have to go even higher up. So they consult a man that they call Mr. Nicely, another retired station chief who had served behind the Iron Curtain during the Cold War and was very connected and powerful within the CIA. And so they tell him how they feel about this and what's going on. And now he's also suspicious of Wayne. Mm -hmm. And they agree that Wayne's stories don't hold water. One in particular, just give you a little taste of this gem. (laughs) Um is where Wayne was in Kazakhstan and the Russians were on to him and they tried to poison him. So he called the embassy who sent in the cavalry and came and cleaned it up. Basically like they're in some bar and like he could tell they're onto him and they, the shit goes down and then like, right. So he's extracted and and they they kill all the bad guys. Yeah. Um, and Mr. Nicely's like, that's not how things actually are handled. Like, there have been CIA agents arrested in other countries. Yeah. They don't, no one like comes in and kills everybody. It's handled with bureaucracy. Yeah. And it's probably also handled with a whole lot of denial, you know, just yeah. these people are says, like torture trained to not reveal or never confess to who they are. Right. And he says the CIA is a big, slow moving bureaucracy. Like it, it moves like a big, slow moving bureaucracy. Sure. There's no like you call one number and someone comes in and gets you out of it. Like, this isn't taken. Right. <laughs> Liam Neeson isn't there to save the day. Yeah, there's no big gunfight at the 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 uh, shady bar in Kazakhstan or whatever. And it should be noted, even if someone is in deep cover in the CIA, mm-hmm. there's still a paper trail. Yeah. Many people in the CIA may not be aware of you. But somebody Someone would is. be. You'd have to pay taxes. You need income. Mm-hmm. No one seems to know of Wayne Simmons. And Kent, Mr. Sharp, and Mr. Nicely can't access any information to verify it because they're retired. Yeah. They don't have access to that, as it should be. Sure. Sorry, I had a little burpee. <laughs> <laughs> so the three of them are in agreement that Simmons is a fraud. So Nicely kicks the issue up to some contacts in the CIA that are still actively in the CIA and nothing happens. Mm -hmm. So they go to Fox news directly. Mr. Sharp emails Fox news, tells them he suspects Wayne is a fraud and nothing happens. Oh, he's too good for ratings. So Mr. Sharp (laughs) emails some of Wayne's powerful friends, namely Paul Valley. I think it's pronounced Valley, but it's spelled Valley. Um, he's a retired U.S. Army Major General and Senior Military Analyst for Fox News. Okay. and As well as another former CIA agent, Claire Lopez. I just want to say, I'm going to quit smoking soon, but it feels really good to smoke cigarettes and talk about the CIA. <laughs> okay. It's very X-Files, or, I mean, that's really more FBI, but. All right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, I lost my place. Sorry. Oh, shit. How about Mr. Valalalali? Well, no, I just can't find it in here where I am. I I know that's where I am. Hmm. Um, Okay, so yeah. And another former CIA agent, Claire Lopez, 
sends him an email warning that they should distance themselves from Wayne because he's a fraud and eventually it'll come out and you don't want to be by his side when it does. Yeah. Um, God, that had to be embarrassing when all this comes to a head. Valley blew off their morning and Lopez firmly stands by Wayne Simmons and kind of gives them shit back. Like, no, I trust him. Y'all are assholes kind of thing. Right. So nothing happens. So they do what any former CIA agent, CIA agents would do in this situation. They gang up on Wayne and get him to confess he's a fraud via Facebook Messenger. <laughs> do they really? <laughs> yes. They do a weird version of like good cop, bad cop, where nicely accuses Wayne oh. of some shit. And then Wayne goes to Kent and is like, why is your friend being a dick? And he's like, oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And they kind of like team up in a way that like put the screws to him and get him to confess this is, like, this is like high school kids getting together to be like, your girlfriend doesn't go to another school. She doesn't yeah. exist. Yeah. <laughs> so they get him They get him to admit it and immediately um, write an article about it so they can publish it. But they, okay. they still have to ask him for his comments before they can do that. So they have sure. to send him a copy of the article. So Wayne, after getting this, immediately goes back on his word or goes back on his confession mm -hmm. and uh, puts out his own article. Awesome. Um, I want to read written, that. Written by Carrie Patton. I'm not sure what the name of it is or if he actually put it out or was going to or what, but mm -hmm. I think he, they did publish it. Um, <laughs> Some rag would take that. Yeah. So he also uses his powerful friends to blacklist Kent Clisby in the U S media. So now, Kent isn't getting calls to go on any shows. He's like done. Mm -hmm. Um, so basically for Kent, this became an elaborate cell phone. <laughs> <laughs> Not cell phone, but self, self own. own. <laughs> um, you gotta love it. Also, to be clear, Kent Clisby has some very problematic beliefs and ideologies. Mm -hmm. Some exactly what you'd expect from someone who's former CIA and would be a Fox commentator. Yeah. He's also promoted one of his books on a white nationalist radio program at some point. Cool. He's not a hero. <laughs> I don't feel bad that he doesn't have an easy outlet to share his ideas. Mm -hmm. I don't care about Kent. Yeah, but even uh, murky or bad I guys just can think, do good guy things sometimes. Right. I just think it's funny... <laughs> That he just ends up screwing himself. Yeah. I I don't think that he, the reason he tried to expose Wayne was for, like, what's the word I'm looking for? It wasn't just for the greater good. Yeah, it wasn't just he noble. Had he had ulterior, ulterior motives. motives. More like Kent Clansby, I, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> but I, I think the Wayne should have been exposed. Up top. Thank you. Not in a gross way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I was, I was high fiving Ken Clansby, not oh, the okay. exposing his friends, but I'll up top that too. No, I don't want to up top or down low that or okay, anything. Fine. Fair enough. <laughs> um, so yeah, but this is mostly the story you read in both the articles I mentioned. It's very much. The CIA agent who took down this fraud kind of thing. Right. A big part of that is because the information, some of which they talk about in the podcast, wasn't available in 2016 because the case was ongoing. 
Sure. Okay. And they couldn't discuss it. Yeah. So the... The podcast reveals <clears throat> later probably some more of the machinations Yes, what actually happened to expose Wayne Simmons. Mm-hmm. Kent tried. And that's what you read in a lot of the articles is, is what Kent did. But that's not actually what exposed Wayne Simmons. Something well behind the curtain probably happened, huh? Not even as I, it's just so fucking stupid. <laughs> okay, that this is what exposed him. That his own actions. I'm Have you it. seen the the like little viral clip of? Here comes a consequence, 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 consequences no. of my actions chasing me right now. No. It's like someone does something really stupid, and then immediately, usually it's like a person being chased by a raccoon. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> um. But yeah, this is the consequences of Wayne's actions very clearly. Running his mouth too much, huh? E.L., initials E.L., was romantically involved. This is what she goes by for, you know, her privacy and protection. Mm -hmm. She was romantically involved with Wayne Simmons. He convinced her to let him make a real estate investment for her. An investment of $125,000. After months, Wayne never makes good on his promises on the return of the investment. EL is out 125 grand. Sure. <clears throat> so she files a complaint with the FBI. She realizes she's been had and she's like, no, fuck this guy, and files a complaint. She feels she's been scammed. Yeah. So enter special agent Kendra McLam, the only person who seems to know how to do their job and (laughs) verify things. Right. Um, See, if you want this done, you go to the FBI. She's an FBI white-collar crimes investigator. Mm -hmm. It's always Um, shit like this. It's like Capone with the taxes. mm -hmm. Or the postmasters general, who are like the only people that could ever get shit done. (laughs) Yeah. At first appearance, it was a pretty standard sweetheart scam. Mostly he said, she said. Um... But Kendra did some further digging just to be thorough. She ran a background check on him, saw he was former CIA and a Fox News contributor. And she asked her boss if she could do just a little further investigation, because if this guy's really in the CIA and a high profile media contributor, Mm -hmm. the fact that he scammed a woman out of 125 grand is kind of a big deal. And also because of his CIA training, he could be like well-versed in deception and maybe there are more victims. Mm -hmm. So McLam starts pulling Wayne's financial records and they're weird. He owns a home, but he hasn't paid a mortgage payment in five years. He apparently has no income. Mm -hmm. He has no pension or retirement from the CIA. Um, Mm. She reaches out to a friend in the CIA. It's inconclusive because they can't, they don't, confirm or deny someone's employment even to the fbi right so she has to go meet wayne in person so she brings a partner and goes to his home and despite her saying up front your credentials aren't in question this is just because of this case just Mm -hmm. following up he basically talked unprompted for a couple hours telling story after story about his cia career wayne sent a follow-up email after this and and according to her like she and her partner could barely get a word in edgewise. It was like they weren't even asking questions. He's just saying shit. Right. <clears throat> so um, Wayne sent a follow-up email thanking McLam for her professionalism. Then another email expressing disappointment in her impression of him. 
And in the second email, chronologically outlines his last 10 years. Oh, boy. Uh, Wayne Simmons couldn't let it go. He kept reaching out. Oh, but if you do that, you give her a whole lot of stuff to fact check. Like, a yeah. ton. And she says in the podcast, if he would have sucked answering the questions, just what she wanted answered in the initial interview, if he wouldn't have reached out after, mm-hmm. he'd probably still be on Fox News. Yeah. Like, but he gave her all that rope. So she starts digging into what he was actually doing for those 27 years. Mm-hmm. And that leads to, eventually, October 15th, 2015, FBI and SWAT showing up to Wayne's home and arresting him. Awesome. He ends up taking a plea deal. Still, he had he basically admits that he did the thing, but doesn't admit that he doesn't work for the CIA. Mm-hmm. Like, he admits that he misrepresented things or whatever, but he doesn't admit that he didn't work for the CIA. Yeah. He is now out of prison. He got out in early 2019. Oh, bummer. <clears throat> so what was Wayne doing for those 27 years that he said he worked for the CIA? Right. So when she starts digging into this, this is what she found. He he was briefly in the Navy and was medically discharged, which he claims that as his cover. Okay. Um, he did go to Alaska and work on the pipeline, mm-hmm. which he claims as his cover. Um, he became a bouncer at the Godfather Club and Bastille Supper Club. He worked at a carpeting company for a bit, worked at a rent-by-the-hour hot tub place, didn't even know those existed. Um, <laughs> he got involved. Sounds greasy, doesn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anything pay by the hour. Yeah. He got involved with a guy named, well, not named, but called Mr. T. for the sake of the podcast they call him mr t it's pretty funny though um he ran a huge drug smuggling operation all Mm. over the world he in a gmc astro (laughs) van alex french got an interview with him but it was part of the deal was it cannot be recorded right um so there's no recording of this person uh, but alex reports it So during the interview, Mr. T paints the picture of Wayne as a guy who did not have his shit together. Um, (laughs) I just want to also say just a funny detail was like Alex had been really trying to get this guy to let him interview him. Right. For a while. Kind of hounding him. Right. And the guy was like, you're you're worse than jock itch. Like, you don't go away. (laughs) And so it finally (laughs) relents and like does... The interview on his terms, like, meet me at this place. Right. No one else, just you. I'll do this if you leave me alone. Yeah. And so Alex shows up to the interview with a tube of, like, jock H cream as a (laughs) (laughs) pseudo-apology for being relentless. Oh, that's funny. you got the interview. It's just, like, a great detail. Yeah, it is. So, according to this interview, Mr. T paints a picture of Wayne as a guy who just didn't have his shit together. Couldn't cut it in the Navy. Couldn't cut it on the pipeline. Um, so Wayne works for Mr. T as a drug dealer and couldn't really cut it as that either. He was not a good drug dealer. I feel like it's not an easy job. I mean, the product everyone well, wants, but you still have to be organized and go places. Well, the so one of the main things he brought up, brought up was like, hey, he helped him source a bunch of product and was like, you need to set up like a safe house yeah. for this. And it needs to be like locked down. Like you you keep everything separated, you keep it very secret, you keep it out of your actual life. Right. Wayne didn't do th- do that. 
he made this like a party house. Oh, God. <clears throat> it wasn't just like not being particularly good at it. It was like blatantly not listening to the guys who were telling you what to do. Right. Before um, you know it, $120,000 of product is in a cereal box. Yeah, that's how it happens. <laughs> so um, that was like in the 70s when him drug dealing started. Mm-hmm. Um, he was arrested for assault with intent to murder in 1980. He got in an argument with three men in a nightclub parking lot and shot at them with a 9 millimeter Walter, mm. uh, which is uh, like the James Bond gun. Yeah. Uh, the PPK. Yeah. Pleads guilty to assault and transporting a weapon. Coke gets a couple months jail time and probation. Um, and then he gets out and eventually becomes a bookie. <laughs> he was arrested in 1984. Nice he cleaned it up. Yeah. For running. Well, I don't think he stopped being a drug dealer. He's <laughs> right. just also a bookie. Okay. Um, arrested in 1984 for running illegal sports betting operations from his house. Police found guns and evidence of drug dealing. Um, so that's just some of the, the nice little things mm-hmm. he did while he was supposedly in the CIA. But it would be awfully easy to spin all this stuff as, <clears throat> no, but I was undercover. Right. If there was any, I smacked my nose ring <laughs> on the pop filter. If there was any evidence that he was actually in the CIA. Right. Um, but why? Because he wasn't paid by Fox. Wait, they didn't pay? Don't they always pay? Talking heads and contributors and Not stuff? certain ones. Oh, okay. Uh, they they might, depending on the situation, but he was unpaid. And a lot of them are unpaid. Okay. But... But, but this guy is not after money. Well, he... Or is he? N- not directly, maybe, but he got connections. He got to make a book. Influence. Job opportunities, which is something I didn't touch on, but he was offered many positions from, like, not... In the government, but like contractors and stuff, and it, uh, the dogs are tapping around oh upstairs. Um, it's after it's way after their dinner time, so right. um, so he was offered a couple positions, both of which he did very poorly at. And there are letters written like, Do not hire this man, <laughs> um, he's going to put people's lives at risk, yeah. Um, what else? He saving face i think he did come from like a family who was pretty well respected in dc oh really um or like had multiple kind of and then kind of went off and disgraced himself and yeah he got to come back in and claim to be someone important also he got out of millions in unpaid taxes by telling the irs that he was in the cia how does this work Listen, Can you I don't just know. say anything? Apparently. <laughs> he also got out of a situation where he assaulted a cab driver. I believe the cab driver was Pakistani. Oh. And he said that, so he gets in the cab and then he immediately ends up like getting out of the cab and like pulling the guy out and assaulting him oh and God. claiming that there's a bomb in the cab and the police search, and there's no bomb. And he basically tells the cops, like, you don't know who I am. I'm CIA. Oh, and Jesus. they drop it. Well, he assaulted a guy. Yeah. For There wasn't any actual reason. Holy shit. 
I mean, depending on the time frame that that happened, <clears throat> I don't know. There were there, there were plenty of times. Uh, I imagine this is well before two thousand and one when he's on TV, right? But like, no, I don't think it's before that. It's after that because I, I mean that's the thing is they were willing to forgive a whole I bunch know, of bullshit in the name of exactly national security when that happened. But I imagine that it was after nine eleven. An untold number of people were subjected to unreasonable searches and charges and all kinds of stuff in the in this, this sort of this like big cloud of the fog of war of who's a terrorist just oh, nonsense so just it, he reaped benefits from this ruse yeah even if it wasn't directly monetary like he wasn't money wasn't exchanging hands but he was getting benefits yeah. from claiming that he was in the cia sure so in conclusion it is easy to scam the government if you're a certain race, gender, and age, and have a certain personality, you don't have to be particularly smart or well-spoken or well-educated. No. If you're a dopey white flat top, you can pretty much tell anyone you're anything. The audacity. <laughs> That's unbelievable. I can't believe you didn't know about that. No, I didn't. And, you know, I, I, we were talking about this recently. I try to pay a lot of attention to the news. A lot. And I don't remember this guy. It was 2016 when he actually was, like, being charged and shit. Boy, what else happened in 2016 that was really distracting? <laughs> uh, I can't put, uh. my, can't put my finger on him. <laughs> uh, yep. Wow. Exactly, though. Yeah. it's that, that one just got lost in the shuffle, I guess, which is crazy. <clears throat> That's, like... Such high-profile scamming. Well, Fox News got to just, like, shift over here, look at Trump, and usher Wayne Simmons out the back door. Yeah, and they'd been giving him air for 15 years? And they basically, of course, go on air, and they're like, oh, it's outrage. And I'm like, he didn't check for 15 years? That's so nuts. <laughs> he lied to you for 15 years? It really kills me that you can even get away with this with the IRS. Although I guess on some level, like they're they keep stripping that service down to the point where they can't check on anyone for anything. I mean, I I don't know exactly. They talk about it on the podcast. I don't know exactly how that took place. Yeah. Um. Because someone going to the IRS and being like, "Listen, I'm in the CIA. I don't have record of my employment because of this." Yeah. Presumably other CIA agents get paid by the CIA. Like, yeah. you, someone in the, the IRS, IRS has would be like, the well, you get paid. What are you talking about? The IRS has to have some ability to be aware of, like, where that's <clears throat> coming from and going to, right? Right. Um, he also made, he's he made all kinds of claims and reaped all kinds of benefits of just trying to scam people. Mm -hmm. The first evidence of like him out and out not first evidence but obvious evidence of him really just scamming someone is that sweetheart scam that he tried to do mm -hmm. um also he had a wife and a family like for many years eventually yeah. his wife died of cancer oh. i have no idea how her like how did she factor how into she this? fit into any of this because <laughs> he's just like he's a drug dealer and yeah. shit and it's like i mean i wonder if they were estranged or I would imagine they probably were. How I mean, did she never rat him out? According to him, it doesn't sound like it, but I don't, you know, you can't trust anything that he says, so I don't know. Wow. I don't know. I don't have details on how that all fits together. It's just shocking that, like, someone who doesn't <laughs> seem like he was honestly that, like, he was convincing in the sense that he was uh, charismatic. 
In, but it sounds like everything he said was so obviously bullshit. Snippets he was convincing. Right, but when But pressed, if he talked for longer and you didn't even have to press him, you just <laughs> let him go. Wind him up and let him go. Yeah. He didn't make any sense. He didn't say anything of substance. There seems to be a category of criminal that is like this where they just can't shut up. Well, it's also one of those things of like if you throw enough information at someone quickly, how much are they going to retain of sure. all the claims that you just made? Yeah. It's really hard to fact check someone if they've blinded you with detail and you have no idea yeah. when you walk away. You're like, it's what like do what I they, even check? It's like what they call the gish gallop in debate where someone yeah. just peppers you with information you don't have time to like counter check one by one. Right. If you just overwhelm people with stories and information, I guess you can get away with a lot. Unless you're literally sitting down recording the person and can go back and listen to it later. Yeah. There's no way for you to be like, well, you said this. Let me check that. Okay, well, then you said this. Let me check that. Like, in a regular conversation, even if things don't seem like they add up, if someone just told you 50 fucking things, it's hard to keep track of that. And I don't know if that is an intentional tactic or just how he is. Yeah. I would think there's some intentionality of if you're loud and shout people down and act Mm -hmm. like you know what you're talking about. Yeah. A lot of people don't say shit. Loud, blustery assholes manage to get away with a lot and always have, I guess. If you were a different race, a different gender, a different Mm -hmm. age, it wouldn't have happened. Yeah. It wouldn't have happened. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) If you were a woman, he would have been questioned. If you were... A different race, he would have been questioned. Mm -hmm. If he were younger, he would have been questioned. But he just looked the part. Mm -hmm. He just looked and sounded like that kind of guy. He reaped the benefits of his privilege and no one even bothered to check. (laughs) That's that's the craziest part of the whole thing. Not that someone would try this, but that it worked. And worked for a long time. Yeah. And um, like credit where credit is due, I do think... Uh, Kendra McLam deserves credit for being the one who like figured yeah. it out, which is, I was a little annoyed by the articles at first because it's not mentioned at all. Yeah. Like she's And not. then I realized it's cause it was an active case. They couldn't talk about it. Yeah. But also I don't want to like kiss her butt a bunch cause all she did <laughs> was her job. She did her literal <laughs> job. Right. Which I no mean, one else did. She could have stopped at. It's sweethearts can can't prove too much. It's he said she said. Yeah. Nothing we can really do from here. She decided to do a little further yeah. because of, you know, finding out who he was and everything. But it was still her job. Right. And and she basically says, like, I decided to look further into it because it seems like no one else had bothered. And it seems like maybe something that should be done. And I'm like, yes. But you were like the 20th person that could have. Yeah. How did it get that far? Like, well, I hope that everyone has learned something from this. I don't think so. Probably not. I'd, uh, most people <laughs> don't even know about this guy. A lot of don't the pe- even know that this happened. A lot of the people that were, you know, probably able to stop this are, you know, either it's well in the past. Many are probably not even around anymore. Also, why are we not holding media outlets more fucking accountable yeah it's been so bad for years they basically just like grab shit off social media like the rest of us yeah it's crazy but they, you're not even vetting 
the people that you're letting like say whatever the fuck? What degree of trust should we have in any person that appears in a talking head box on a cable news show? Like, like none. You have to be careful what you believe, even if it's in an article, even if it's the media, Mm -hmm. even if it's this podcast. (laughs) Sure. Because it's hard to know. You don't know if someone who's been talking on your TV for 15 years is a fraud. Yeah. And we can't trust the news organization to fucking care. No. They were told. Right. That supposedly told in an email straight out. Yeah. This guy's a fraud. Boy, that's depressing, isn't it? <clears throat> Just uh, in majorly, infuri- majorly infuriating. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that's, that's the little case of Wayne Simmons. Unbelievable. I got to look this guy up. I got to watch him talk because knowing now that he's full of shit, it's got to be super interesting. If there's much in the way of, I couldn't find too many clips of him. You might be able to find a couple of old Fox clips. Yeah. But you can definitely hear him on the podcast. Yeah. Again, that's Imposters. It's season one, The Spy. I kind of want to listen to that now. Um, I listened to the whole thing. It's like five or six episodes. It's really good. Yeah. Um, And obviously give a lot more detail than I could do mm. in this time amount but you did a really good, good job thank you you did a really good job i have a very full <laughs> sense of the arc of this story and if i want more detail now I, I know where to go i highly suggest that podcast the articles are good but like i said doesn't give the full representation yeah um i the podcast is good you can read through the transcripts of the podcast if you want as yeah. i did to kind of brush up on things but it's automatically generated and some of it doesn't make the most sense. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, thank you. That was awesome. Uh, I can't wait to learn more about this guy. It's I just can't believe it. It's astonishing. S- yeah. Scams. I wish I were surprised. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the thing is, I really am. I, I, I can't believe you can make 15 years out of that. But well, it happens. He, he done did it. Uh, well, why don't we call it an episode so we can go and feed our grumpy dogs because I can hear them being grumps. And then feed your grumpy girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you for that episode. That was awesome. It's nice to do this You're for welcome. the first time in six months. You're welcome. Uh, I look forward to doing the next one very soon. Maybe yeah. in a couple of weeks. Yeah, right. Yeah? You getting back on the horse? Yeah. Bump it. Bump it for horsey boy. <laughs> Oh, God, this table seems so long. <laughs> I'm really sitting kind of far away, too. Um, thank you out there for your patience. Thank you. And thank you for listening to Goose Chase. Goose Chase. We will see you in a couple of weeks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Goose Chase. We are Goose Chase Podcast on Facebook and Twitter. On Twitter, our handle is at GooseChasePod, and our website is www.GooseChasePodcast.com. If you have any topics you'd like us to research, please email us at GooseChasePodcast at gmail.com. If you like what we do on the show, please rate and review us on iTunes and Google Play. Want to go on a goose chase? Ooh, yes. 